0: We are not affiliated with, nor do we represent Alcoholics Anonymous. We are simply here sharing our experiences, strength, and hope so that hopefully we can help someone through another day. Hi, everybody. Hi. (laughs) We're here in our new digs. So it is very exciting to announce that we actually have a legit, real live recording studio to do our recording today.
1: Yeah, we have a friend in the program, and she just happened to give us a tour of her house on a game night, and Bree and I opened our eyes like, holy cow, it's a recording studio, and no one's using it?
2: We looked at each other like there was gold in the room almost. <laughs> We're like, what?
0: <laughs> what is this? Yeah, so I just had the tour today, and uh, I was just walking around all wide-eyed, open mouth going, seriously, we can do this? So even though we love our little Frodo... yes. And we love the the comfiness of Vicky's home, which is where we've done it. It mm-hmm. is really really nice to not have kids coming to make oatmeal and doors opening and closing and Frodo barking at a leaf falling and in the window, dishwasher singing <laughs> at us,
2: and dogs wagging tails and knocking stuff cage. over
1: and spilling <laughs> coffee. Yeah, yeah, all all that good stuff. So we want to give a major shout out to our girl Chelsea. You yes. thank you, Chelsea. Seriously, this is so cool. Oh my! And goodness. who just
0: has a recording studio in their <laughs> in their basement that's not being used? Right. That's called divine. So, yeah, and divine is a gift that is unexpected and comes from above. Yes. I, yeah, I looked up that definition.
1: Vertical. Once.
0: Yeah. It's I
2: vert- guess we're getting what we. Want and what we need.
1: Yeah, because that's the topic today. Another shout out, Andy. Um, Uh, Andy. Andy,
0: (laughs) Great topic suggestion, Andy. Yes. Yeah, you know we're
1: butchering the accent again. Yes, but he loves it. So let's keep doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers to you, Andy. Anyways, what, (laughs) what I was trying to say is the topic today is what... You don't always get what What you you want, want, but you get
2: what you need.
1: From God. From God, from above, from your higher power. power. From vertically divine natures. Yes. And all the such. Yes. Yeah, divine blessings. So we have a very, very, very special throwback in time, first thought wrong. (laughs) I was working with Lynn yesterday, and she told me the story. And I said, that has to be a first thought wrong. So I am going to... Um, first, introduce myself. I'm Vicki. I'm Lynn. And I'm Bree, And, and we, we are Telling on Ourselves. Telling telling, 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 telling on ourselves. Telling,
0: telling, telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves.
1: Telling, telling on ourselves. Telling, 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 telling,
0: telling, telling, telling on, ourselves. on ourselves. Shout. <laughs> whoop, whoop. So here we are, episode 21. Very excited about this.
2: Wait, this is when we get to drink, right? Because we're 21 now? <laughs> we are. Oh, Cheers just to the kidding. tea. I've got hot tea. I got coffee. I got water. Oh.
1: Woo! And breeze water, be careful if you're ever around her and you want to take a big swig. Don't do it, Victor. It has salt in it. Oh my gosh. She, she it was salty so water, she just called me out. <laughs> it was so funny though. I was like, I was, I don't know what I was eating, but it was like very <laughs> thick in my mouth. And I was so excited to get a big swig of fresh water, and it was like bleh.
2: Yes, I put Celtic sea salt in my water for minerals. For only Celtic? Uh, yes, because
0: I have French. Would that not be acceptable? No, no,
2: no French okay. salt. It all has right. to be Celtic. Celtic sea salt, lots of vitamins and minerals. Andy would know.
0: It's an alkaline
1: thing. There, um, I don't even
0: know what I was going to say. No, but minerals
1: and vitamins. It's good for you. And Bree knows all. She's the organic slash good for you knowledge officer of the group. Yes, she is.
0: She's organic. Don't panic.
2: Oh, but you guys will love this. Yesterday, because I'm dog-sitting, I had Papa John's pizza. (laughs) I ordered Papa John's pizza, which, if any of you guys know, my boyfriend, he is the health nut, health nut, and I've been craving Papa John's pizza for maybe like a year now. So I ordered a Papa John's pizza yesterday with garlic sauce, and I was just really enjoying myself, and I just let myself enjoy that Papa John's pizza. So, congratulations! Shame. Or
1: guilt. Congratulations! Yes. That was one of my first jobs. I worked at Papa John's Pizza oh, when they were brand PJ. new opening in Bloomington, Illinois, and I had to take a bus there because I didn't have a car in college. <laughs> like how I get these jobs, I don't know. But, but it was it was.
0: Cool. You know, John's a uh, Kentucky boy. I do Schnecker know that they were all the Kentucky
1: way. boys, and it was in the early '90s, mm-hmm. so there was a lot of.
0: Yeah, I I had the Papa John's number. Uh, we're just going to tell stories. So uh, when I was young in college, I had boyfriend, Matt Ritchie. Shout out, Matt Ritchie, because he does listen. And my roommate would get so mad at me because we would do these midnight food runs. And they, they weren't even the munchies. It's just we like to eat. So we either got Papa John's cheese sticks and uh, the cinnamon bites, or we there's this place, Tally Ho, we get hash browns and chocolate shakes. But the cheese sticks, eating at midnight, is like the best thing in the world. Well, I'm just... Shocked that they still have the cinnamon bites
2: because we did order cinnamon <laughs> bites yesterday too. Yep.
1: Wow. I had them way back when. That was 1990 something something. So, anyway. So, we're going to go back to First Thought Wrong because I am very, 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 very excited about it. <laughs> it's
0: this. a throwback. Speaking of throwbacks. So, yesterday, Vicky was helping me with a catering job and she was super wonderful. And I told her last night she has become like my, um, um, catering whisperer, because when I'm feeling all crazy in my head, she helps me focus and calm down. So it was really, really nice to have that. So we were I don't even know what we were talking about. We were telling stories about <clears throat> something, and I was trying to figure out last night what character defect this is. I guess self-will run riot. So I was a very precocious child, uh, very strong-willed. How old were you? I was five. Okay. So my sister was at school, because she's a couple of years older than me. And every now and then, we lived about an hour from the big city, which was Louisville, So it was a big deal, you know, to go to the city, to go shopping. And mom liked to go to department stores. Granted, this is in the early 70s. Liked to go to department stores. And I remember she would look at curtains for like hours and hours and hours. And I was at home playing, and I did not want to go. And she said, we're going to go to – Stewart's was a department store. I remember it It was at Dixie Manor in Louisville on Dixie Highway. And I was like, I don't want to go. And she said, you have to go. And I said, well, if you make me go, I'm going to be bad. So whatever. So we go riding. I'm like arms crossed, you know, pouting the whole way for the 45-minute drive. Get there. Walk in the department store. I walk right up to a display of mannequins in pretty clothes and shoved them over. And then turned around with my hands on my hips and said, see, I told you I'd be bad.
2: That's hysterical. <laughs> Lynn. Yeah. That's awesome. So
1: you've been an alcoholic forever. Always. Point in case. Always. So what happened after the falling of the mannequin, well, my
0: mom is very concerned about what other people think. And to say she was mortified, I can't I still can't even wrap my adult brain around how you she must her. have felt.. Uh. Girl, so we get we get back in the car, and this was the other thing: spanking. This was the '70s, so we did still did corporal punishment. Spankings didn't phase me. I would be like, "Bring it on, I don't care," because I'm still going to do what I want. I mean, she broke yardsticks on me, and I was like, "Whatever." And then my dad figured out to take things away from me, like I couldn't ride my bike, or I had to stay in the yard, or I couldn't watch TV. That was the only thing that really worked with me for punishment. And so, mom was, I mean, crying. Pissed. I, I just can't even imagine how she probably felt. She said, Just wait till your dad gets home. She used that line. She totally copped that one. And I remember getting home and I'm like, All right, this is it. I've really done it this time.
1: So, as a parent, um, when stuff like that happens, you're really probably part of you wants to laugh because it's quite funny because your kids are clever. Then another part of you wants to spit at them because they're such disrespectful organisms dickheads and and then you don't know what to do I don't know what's I don't know how to I don't know how to respond to this I'm dealing with a 14 year old issue and I don't know how to parent it so I can only imagine (laughs) I want to know what the people in the store did do you even remember no I don't so let's make up a scenario what what would we've done if we were in this store and we saw this happen (laughs)
2: If it, early seventies, aren't you allowed to say, say more in the seventies than you are now? I feel like now oh, yeah. there's all these social, like you can't, yeah. there was no PC. Yeah. Like you can tell <laughs> other people's children to stop fooling around, fooling oh, yeah. around. You're I mean, get your ass, me well, yeah. nowadays, like if I'm standing in line at Jewel and the lady in front of me has four kids and they're all running around and taking candy bars off the shelf and pushing back by me, if I were to say, Hey, settle down, your mom's trying to check out. Settle down. Like the mom would get mad at me. Probably yeah, you get arrested. Mom would get mad. Yeah. And back you can't then, talk it was, to other people's children or tell other people's children what to do.
0: I remember one of the favorite sayings was, "I'm going to yank a knot in your tail."
2: Oh my gosh! <laughs> when in her so colloquialisms. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? I'm going to yank a knot in your
1: tail. It's
0: like when you jerk them. It, it's you're going to yank so hard. It's going to twist into a knot. Oh, like pull their arm. You know, that's the dislocated yeah. shoulder business this right is there. Kentucky.
1: <laughs> Welcome to
2: Kentucky.
0: We do wear shoes, I swear.
2: (laughs) So do you think the store clerks looked at your mom and said, I don't know why you're raising your child like that, but you better get her out of this store right now.
0: If you can't control her, you can't come in.
2: You break it, you buy it. (laughs) Them mannequins cost $100. Do we sound like we're from and Kentucky?
1: The, no. The, no. no. My, Maya says I have a Savannah Southern accent. Yeah. And she says the only reason she knows that is because some show she watches, which I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. But
0: apparently Vicky does adopt a Southern twinge when she's talking to me.
1: Yes. Maya says, Mom, you try to talk in a Southern accent when you're with Lynn. I I'm do like, that. Lynn? I do that with
2: customers, too. Over the phone, if they're from Tennessee or mm. Alabama, I notice by
1: the end of the call, I'm... Doing a little bit of an accent. Well, shoe fly pie, pretty much <laughs> shoe fly pie. I'm trying to learn the southern, the Kentucky one. Oh, so
0: shit. first thought wrong, didn't really have a second thought right because I proved my point and I said if you make me do something I don't want to do, then I'm gonna be bad.
1: But did you ever do a mannequin dumping again? No. Okay, so something must have gone right.
0: I would like to think that Mother knew if I warned about something that I would follow through.
1: That's what your (laughs) nice alcoholic brain likes to tell you. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. never
2: had to go to Stewart's to look at curtains again. (laughs) Scene. Drop them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. Good one, Lynn. That was a good one. So today's topic is... We don't always get... What
2: we want. want. Oh no. Oh no. We can't always get what we Mm -hmm. want.
0: But if you try sometimes God might give you what you need. That's right. So learning to accept that God gives us what we need and not what we want. So I, being definition maven that I am, decided to look up the definitions of need and want. Okay. So for want, it is something to desire, doing or or having a strong wish for. So those are the things, let's say, like, I really want a new car, even though I can't afford it and it wouldn't be fiscally responsible, I really want.
1: But I want it. But I want it. I want it because it's pretty, Mm
0: -hmm. like the pretty earrings or whatever shopping spree because it makes you... And it's like that instant gratification, isn't it? Um, When you're shopping and you get that little rush. Um, I've never been like crazy shopping girl, but I do know someone that... raising a hand here, someone close to me, too, that I can see not only does her voice change, it's like her pupils dilate. She gets such a rush from it. And she she's always like, I don't, you know, she doesn't understand addiction, she says, and it was hard for her to understand what I was suffering when I finally came clean with all of my issues with alcoholism. And um, she said, I just don't get that. I don't understand why you can't just stop. And coming from a true normie, it's like, if it's a problem, just stop. But what I see with her when she's in her shopping rush, it's the same damn thing. It's that pupils dilate. She, her voice like raises an octave and she's, she's feeling all those, those dopamine and the endorphins. I it's mean, a thing. It's a thing. We yeah. all have our things. And we figure out when a five-year-old us figures out when you're feeling bad, whether it's eating something or pushing a boundary, you get that rush and it get, it kind of covers up all the bad stuff that's happening. You can numb it out and get a high. Mm-hmm.
1: So what's the... Did you do both definitions
0: yet. yet? Okay. So need is require something because it is essential or very important in order to live or be happy. So there's your differences. To desire because it'll make you feel good or to um, want it because it's going to fulfill your life.
1: Right. Like food. And shelter. And shelter and shoes. And love. And love and breath.
0: Good breath, not stinky breath. Oh. No no gingivitis up in here.
2: <laughs> well, Vicki what what do you think about getting what you want versus getting what you need
1: with everything that's kind of going on in your life right now um, i kind of think of well i've surrendered to the fact that i just can't want anything anymore i just have to do right like action action and i i have like m- intentions now Like, I intend that something good or better will come from what I am sharing or doing or whatnot, but I can't get caught up in the expectations. And before the episode, I informed my podcast mates that I was very sensitive right now, and I am very sensitive because I feel like I am completely vulnerable. My first course just opened last week, and I'm just doing this advertising and doing this asking and doing all this, putting myself out there. And it is so extremely uncomfortable. But I have to do the action and let the results ha- go vertical. Like, okay, I'm doing the action. Vertical mm-hmm. is my word today.
0: It's, it's always doing the next right thing, right? Um, showing up.
2: Well, and I think what you may, might want is easy, right? So we don't always get what we want, which is easy. And you've said a couple times, sometimes I feel like I just want to go get a go get a job, job. Maybe I should start looking for, you know, the easy the easier route, you know? Cuz the instant gratification of having that steady paycheck and, mm-hmm. you know, you know you're worth a lot when you go out into that job market that you've been in for years and years and years. But this is obviously something you need. You know, it's a this pull. new path yeah. is something you need in your life, and it's harder than what you know—the instant gratification of what you might. I mean, you want this too, but
1: it's a—it's a—it's a mixed bag of um, when when I'm doing it. Here, here's how I know it's good when I'm doing it. When I'm doing my Facebook lives, or when I'm connecting with women, or when I'm doing all the work, and even when I'm creating the content of the course or whatever, I'm. I'm humming like we talk about I'm 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 like at a different energy level and it's not necessarily coming from me it's just coming it's the weirdest thing and I used to hear people especially authors talk about getting in that zone where it's coming through them they're they're not creating it and I feel like that's happening and I have you know, whoo. I have the chills thinking about it because it's not something I've ever experienced before. I mean, I'm an atheist, tried and true. Before I even got here, I never even believed in higher power or any of this mumbo jumbo. So it's so weird that it's actually being, being, it's happening.
0: That you're channeling because that's where channels. And when you finally get find when you start finding your right path because i think it's it's one of those things it's always static it's like you're on and you're off like that wheel wagon wheel rut you you fall into it and then you bump out and you start your new path and then you always want to slide back and it's constant work just like with anything it's constant work but when you find it i call it muscle memory and once you do it once and you do it again your body goes oh yeah i remember this and every time it gets a little bit easier and you're finding your path and you're being that channel for what you're meant to do.
1: It's weird as shit. That's all I can say. I don't know what what, what happens or how it mm-hmm. happens. or But I do know that it takes work and I'm willing to do the work. And, and what I heard someone say recently was that you're going to be miserable. You're going to have to work hard anyways. So why not work hard doing what you love mm-hmm. and being in a better, healthy, happy place than doing what you hate making a lot of money and being miserable. And and there is a balance there because I have a lot of needs. I have two children. I have a home. I have needs that I need to take care of. So I can't risk too much. And I am technically still looking for a job, but I'm still doing this work w- until that happens. So I'm kind of trusting the universe, divine goddess, God, to let me know when it's time to do what i need to do right
0: mm-hmm. it's scary it is scary but everything that whenever you have a risk involved there's no it's not a, it's not a known uh, factor it's not a known outcome so of course it's scary
1: but it's really cool i'm making mm-hmm. a super you know i've always been so when i was little i was always that deep person Mm -hmm. that always having deep conversation. I'm still, I'm like, I'm not little anymore. I'm a grown person that likes to have deep conversations still. Um, but I always was never included in the fun stuff. I was just the, you know, advice person. Yeah. And I hated it. I thought it was so boring Mm -hmm. because I'm fun. Like I love to have fun and be silly and be weird. And, but I was always pegged in that, that role. And, I used to think of it as such a negative, but now I'm I'm using it in a way that I'm making it fun. I'm creating it my own silly Mm -hmm. little way, and I don't know. It's exciting. It
0: is exciting. Um, uh, Last night, Vicki and I were talking about the topic a little bit, and I was telling her that I was kind of struggling with it. I'm like, I don't know what examples to use. And she said, it doesn't have to be teachable. And that was like this big... uh, Light bulb, you know the neon sign flash. It's like, yeah, the whole point is we don't know what we're gonna get.
1: Right, we're and you learning. can plan and
0: plan and plan and plan, and it doesn't matter. Um, if you stay true to yourself, if you make choices that you feel are true and honest, and um, do and just do When we say, do the next right thing. It means be honest and true. What does that get mean to you, girls? The next right thing. Just that it's uh, because I know when I do things that are either self-serving or inconsiderate, um, whether it's a career thing or if it's with a relationship with friends or with family, it's doing some things sometimes that you don't want to do, but you know it's the right thing to do. And I'm having I'm struggling with an example right oh, now. Oh, I
2: have an example. Yeah, well, I love it. it's so something you guys know what's kind of going on in my life right mm-hmm. now with um, Dave's dad. So being used to having a routine to come home after work and... Um De- de- decompress is decompress. the word <laughs> I was. <laughs> yeah, to decompress, and now my schedule every day has been going over to his parents' house, and um, that's the next right thing, regardless of how I feel or what I want or need. Like I mm-hmm. know, and I I get there and I'm happy every time, and it's not like I go begrudgingly because I don't. It's just different. It's not in my routine, right? And um, but it, it's the right thing, and. The other day, and it was actually someone—it was one of my sponsees—who actually told me that, you know, you have to be there. You have to go. Like it doesn't matter how you feel. The right thing is to go. Um, So for me, that was—that's the next right thing. It doesn't matter—it doesn't matter how I feel Mm -hmm. or what's good for me. Sometimes, sometimes the next right thing isn't always good for me. It's not what I what—not what I want, but maybe it's what someone else needs. Right? How can I best serve? serve today and it's it's hard to ask that sometimes sometimes you don't want to ask higher power that question because you really don't want to have to hear the answer and then do it
0: Mm -hmm. and follow through. that's what I
2: kind of suck at sometimes is even asking because I don't want to have to do
0: anything so don't ask it's really funny. This I feel like my little knot that I had made this topic into is starting to unwind. You know, when you talked about the necklace, it's all jangled up and when you're untying it. And Bree just said it's not always what I want, but what someone else needs. And the whole the foundation of this program is service. It's once we learn um, how to start to take care of ourselves, we know the only way we can keep that serenity and peace and calm is to pay it forward. And so by letting go of ourself and our personal desires and our wants and just concentrate on helping others, you get back everything that you possibly could ever need, and you're fulfilled.
1: And you don't do it at your own expense, right? You don't yeah. do it to to the point because I think me as a addict, alcoholic, codependent, I would always... Do things for others, um, in a in a way that wasn't you know I wasn't filling myself up. So I really was. It's like they, you can't give away what you don't have. So I mm-hmm. was like running. So out were empty. you just
2: doing it for people to say good job, Vicky? Or we see that you showed up, Vicky. Like Maybe. thank you for showing up. We're proud of you. Oh look, Vicki helped with this. This so funny enough about Probably. that I looked up the definition and the difference between self seeking. And just selfishness yesterday because uh-huh. I was with someone who's working on their fourth step. Uh-huh. And so they had asked me, What's the difference? And I thought, Well, that's a really good freaking question. What is the difference between selfish and self seeking? And self seeking, selfish is um, kind of overt, it's like you're clearly just all about you, you know, Um, where self-seeking is you're doing something basically just for someone to turn around and say that they're proud of you or your selfish motive is the recognition Mm -hmm. um, from what you're doing. Outside validation. Yeah. There's a purpose of why you're doing something um, and it doesn't, you could do, so self-seeking, selfishness is like, okay, I'm blatantly not going to help you because it doesn't benefit me. But (laughs) self-seeking is like, I'm going to help you, but because people are going to see that I helped you
1: and pat me on the back for it. Well, and it could be for... Security. It could be for. It could be for money. You know, I'm going to do this so I can make money. I'm going to do this so you like me. I'm going to do this so you love me. I'm going to do this and right. so you mm-hmm. owe me. I'm going. to You know, there's so many versions of it, but yeah, you hit the nail. I mean, you know me pretty well, of course. People pleasing is is a character defect of mine.
0: Oh, people pleasing for sure. I was just thinking about when I was the depths of my disease, and I, was, I had a job that I was really good at, and I really did enjoy it, but I had so much resentment and anger, I never felt like I was getting back the respect that I deserved. And that's that was always my thing that I would just really um, hang on to is they don't respect me. They do not respect everything that I do and what, what I do for them. It's not fair. It's not. I hate that so much. Even then, I hated saying it's not fair, but I would just turn it into other words that meant the same damn thing.
1: So, as we're talking about this,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: what I'm, and it's funny that we did the five year old thing, because what I can think about are my wants. Whenever I hear my wants, because I visualize a lot in my head and and when I'm in a place of, I'm focusing on what I want, God. But I want to do this, and I want to do that, and I'm like a little kid, and I like put my feet down and stomp and Five you know, I want it, I want it, I want it. And that's how I was about drinking, and that's how I was about partying. Like, but I want to go out tonight. I I don't want to stay in and be boring with you and watch sports. You know, mm-hmm. I, it was it was such a childish thing. But when it's what I need to do is when I take myself out of it and I just listen to this like small... I feel like the the other voice for me, like God's will, is usually like a small voice that comes and it's gentle and it's quiet and it just says, do this. And it's very clear when I listen, but it's that piece of listening. And all I keep thinking about as we're talking is St. Francis's prayer. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to say it at the end before we close out. Just, yeah.
0: That's a Vicki that was that gave me goosebumps and I was madly jotting down because it's really true when when I first was working on recovery and after i got through the initial part of the obsession you know and and felt like i certainly didn't have it under control but i was able to live with the obsession and get past it and i was that was constantly i'm like how do you know god's will how 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 can i put aside my wants and needs and desires and do god's will how do you do that and it took a long time for me to figure out it's i have to be quiet i have to meditate i have to be honest with myself and just sit and it's be still And we say that a lot. It's like sometimes you just need to be still. And then you do get that gentle, like, you know, this is the right thing.
1: And when you don't know what to do, you don't do anything because Mm -hmm. that's part of that pause, right? Yeah. I told someone that today.
2: I said, if you're not sure, guess what? The good news is you don't have to do anything. You can keep talking to your higher power about it until you know what to do
0: and and just admit i don't know what to do and here i am and that's okay and and being okay with that being okay with knowing that i'm 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 clueless here going to wait and see what happens
1: well and and the, and when we do that when we surrender to that and when we say i give up or whatever it seems so hard to to do because we feel like we have to be perfect but when we do things just show up like it, it could be a song or it could be a conversation or it could be well you get what you need yeah right yeah, yeah.
2: Exactly. When it's not fighting
1: for well, so it, hard for what you
0: want. Yeah. When I moved back to Illinois, I thought I was just going to be here for a couple of months, and I was going to go back to Alaska. And Alaska. Alaska, north to Alaska. And then that particular job is not going to happen. And so I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to stay here. And I was I was hurt and I was sad and I was resentful, you know, and all the things. And I was just working on it. And I remember talking to my sister, I believe. And I said, she's like, well, what's the plan? I'm like, I don't have a plan. I'm, I'm really trying to just be open to the universe and see what happens. And even though I didn't believe in it, I had faith in myself that if I just didn't do anything, it would all work itself out. And, and I was scared to death, and I had no idea where I was going to land, how it was going to look, how I was going to make a living, how my program was going to work. And sure enough, I found the job. I found you guys because I went to that retreat, and that's when I met you all. And, and it, it, everything, it was like the, when you're laying out the perfect poker hand. It's like, I got a full house.
2: So then, in recovery, because I'm trying to think, like, recovery. okay, so Andy suggested this topic. I'm trying to think. I, you know, I'm always curious. I'm like, mm-hmm. I wonder what he's going through. That this is like this <laughs> pertains to him right now in his life. You <laughs> but know? we don't Should tell I, his secrets. No, we don't. Well, <laughs> I don't even know, you know, what's going on that that could have, you know, posited this uh, topic for him. But um, how do we explain this to someone that? oh, it's okay that you're not going to get what you want, or it's okay that you're an alcoholic, but it's what you need, and Mm -hmm. you'll see it as a blessing in
1: in the long run. I think that's the the best example is um, I did not want to be an alcoholic. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. I was so offended that... Not, I had to go. Is that what those you rooms. wanted? You didn't ask Santa <laughs> to say, be an alcoholic. Seriously, no
0: one's ever said, you know what I need for some personal growth right?" in so, character building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't want to, but I don't want to. But character well, exactly. Exactly. It's a joke, but it's true. That's what I got. I got what I needed. I got, first of all, physically well. I got mentally clear. I got to know myself. I got to discover myself. And I got to meet people in my life that are just full of so much goodness, ooey gooey goodness. And then we get to do this. There's so much cool stuff that I get to do because I, I, but I didn't want to, but God knew I needed to. God knew I needed a change Mm -hmm. and that's the best example. But there are also very minuscule examples. Like when you lose a job, I don't want to lose a job. But what do I, you know, I mean, it's, it's a very heady topic. You're right. Very.
0: Very heady. And when you were saying, but I don't want to do this, I'm thinking about five-year-old Lynn pushing over the mannequin saying, see, I told you I didn't want to go shopping. See what you get. And who did it really hurt? I hurt my mother who was just trying to do the best that she could. God love her. And I, um, I, I think I got the instant gratification. And that's when that little, that little flip switched. It was all, or the switch flipped. Switch flipped. Thank you. Switch, flip, flip, <laughs> yeah, it it is interesting to um, try to explain to someone um, that things are going to work out. And one thing that I do say when people are really struggling, I'm like, things always work out, just usually not the way you expect but they always work out.
2: Well, and that reminds me of kind of what we were talking about last week with rebuilding, mm-hmm. not always getting what you want, but getting what you need. So when people want to like jump back into um relationships right away or go back to work right away and th- sometimes you we feel like we're settling for less in the beginning and it's mm-hmm. frustrating cuz we're impatient and we want to go right back into we don't want our disease to slow us down and blah blah blah. So, but it's like, okay, when I got sober, I had to work a construction job, like a construction cleanup job, where I had to get wake my dad up in the morning at 5 a.m. and have him drive me over to the to the the you? drop off me. I didn't know you did that. Yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. And then we all got in the big white van, <laughs> the creepy white van, and we'd ride off to Hampshire to do the the construction cleanup, and I, 6 a.m. to like four or five p.m. every day, and it was gross and it was nasty and. I was like I'm better than this. I'm not going to lie. I said I was mm. I'm be- I have a degree. I'm better than this construction cleanup. But I worked with other alcoholics. Everyone was there. Everyone there was sober and they were good people and it taught me humility and it was a safe safe place for safe me to place. be. It was safe, and I knew I had. And I made friends. Those people took me to meetings. Then afterwards, we'd get back from work, and we'd go to meetings. That's and so awesome! I know. So it's. I didn't get what I want, which is oh great! I now I'm getting I'm getting my life together. I'm going to go get an office job and and make the money that I should have been making years ago. Mm-hmm. It was. God said, uh, "You're going to take this job with these people, and it's going to be the best decision."
0: The best decision. Yeah.
2: So I'm so grateful. That's really cool. Shout out to Sam for getting me that, that job. That is awesome.
0: I was just thinking about a friend of mine who went into, I think, a 30-day treatment program. And when he got out, he didn't know where he was going to live. And like, as soon as he got out, he went straight to a meeting. And at the meeting, they told him about a men's house that had an opening that day. And he was able to stay there for 30 days, get back, get his feet back on the ground, you know, get some money and get an apartment. And I remember he was telling me about it. And he said, I got exactly what I needed, no more, no less.
2: Well, and I think when you are so adamant on getting what you want, Mm -hmm. because we see that with people in early sobriety too, you make a suggestion (laughs) or you're like, well, you might have to be okay with this or it happening slower than you want it to, and they don't hear or don't want to accept that, it usually doesn't – well, it sometimes doesn't end up very – well for them because they're not they, <laughs> yeah, well they yeah. want what they want yeah. you know so you say oh you probably shouldn't you know date that person in early sobriety or you shouldn't you know move out on your own maybe you should stay with your parents for a little bit longer or, or
0: move to Alaska
2: yeah maybe not <laughs>
0: okay well, that was well, that was still self well run
2: right
1: right so I mean
0: mm-hmm. well,
2: just
1: kind of take that as a lesson and the big book gives us a lot of guidance on this subject, I was just, there's a couple of things that stand out to me, but this one is um, basically how we start our day, how we're supposed to start our day. And it gives us these examples. And I feel like this could help guide in, mm-hmm. in technical ver- version. Uh, we ask especially for freedom from self-will, and we are careful to make no request for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, If others will be helped, we are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, Thy will be done. And the end of this chapter ends with faith without works is dead and i think that is you know you have to have faith that that god's will for you is going to be better with than what you want but here's the cool part as long as you do the work If you don't do the work and you just sit there and I want to, I want to, I want to and be like, well, I'm waiting, I'm waiting and you don't do any of the work Mm -hmm. on yourself or service for others and get, that's why getting outside of yourself with others is so powerful because you're not in your own head. Because when we're in our own head, it's, it's so hard not to think about only ourselves. So, I don't know. That's just.
0: That was fantastic. And it made me also think about um, when people are saying, My prayers are never answered. I pray and I pray and I pray. And I'm like, Well, what are you praying for? You're praying for wants, not needs. That's really interesting. Thank you very much for sharing that.
2: And what if you're actually getting what you want? It just looks different than what. You actually did, in a roundabout way, Mm -hmm. get exactly what you wanted. It just looked different. So like you asked for a golden retriever puppy, but then you got like a poodle puppy. It's like (laughs) you still got the puppy. It's just not exactly the puppy that you thought it
0: would be. That's When I say things are going to work out, usually not the way you expect it, but they are going to work out. So we all want to
2: be happy. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, if you got something that made you happy or you ended up happy at the end, then you got what you wanted.
0: So my favorite um, tea is Good Earth, the spicy orange, and they always have these fun little quotes on here. And this morning, it's funny. I read it, and I have to like put on my old lady glasses to read it. But it says, "We make a living by what we get; we make a life by what we give."
1: That was today's what? tea. I mean, it really is. If you because I've explored a lot of different um, spiritual thoughts, right? Leaders mm-hmm. and and different ideas. Every single one of them says it's giving that you get, like when you give yourself, when you give of yourself, it's so filling. I mean, it's better than being high. It's better than being drunk. The high I feel, the the joy I feel when I've helped someone, like when someone tells you something, like you told me last night, I was like, what? I mean, it's just, it's beyond any kind of manufactured uh, joy that I mm-hmm. ever got when I was drinking or drugging.
0: So here's a question for you that I'm going to pose because earlier we were talking about how people that are self-seeking need that outside validation to fill that hole, the spiritual hole. Where's that balance between um, doing things because you need to get the validation and doing things without expecting it?
1: Well, that's the the expecta- expectations. Expectations, damn it. Yeah, I, I don't... I mean, when I do things now, I really don't. I, mm. I really have... I've worked really hard. I mean, as Bree knows how hard I've worked on that yeah. issue specifically. And well, and you've helped me with that.
0: It's a tough one. And and I tell myself I don't have, have expectations when I know I do. But I kind of feel like sometimes you just fake it so you make it. Exactly. I keep telling myself that exactly I don't have right. them even when I do.
1: Exactly why awkward and awesome because you're yeah. awkwardly getting there mm-hmm. to that point. And now I'm much better at that. I've built muscle memory around, okay, mm-hmm. well, let's just see what happens. Let's just see what happens. I mean, and I've had years of improv and and that right. too has been an example of letting things unfold as they will. But um, when you get that back validation when you're not trying, it's so much different. I'm not trying to be a certain way when I'm with you. I am just doing what I see. Okay, we need to put the bread out. Uh Uh-oh, the bread's not working. Should I get it? You know, like Mm -hmm. those kind of moments of just doing the next right thing. It's practicing and practicing and practicing doing it. And and a lot of times it's when you... They always say in meetings when you feel like you don't want to do something, that's when you probably should. Yep. <laughs> one of our friends did a, a, a Facebook message and texted us. of She doesn't want to... Should she go to a meeting? She's really, really tired, but should she go to a meeting because she feels like crap. Mm-hmm. Every single one of us told her that she should go to a meeting. When you don't want to go to a meeting... Well, see, that's where she made the mistake. I would have never asked your guys'
2: opinion <laughs> if I here. really didn't want to go. <laughs> Same here. So she must have really wanted to go deep. That's what I think. But
1: yes, uh, this exactly. is a good example.
2: Um, well, and I was thinking sometimes I have to remind myself, I have to tell myself, it's not about me. I, li- I have to say those that, after, that mantra to myself. So kind of like what you were saying, Lynn, with fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. I have to... When I'm going to show up for something that maybe I don't always feel like I really want to be showing up for, I have to go, it's not about me. It's not about me. And I have to remind mm-hmm. my selfishness, self-centered, self-seeking self, it's not about me. How could I be of service? Yeah. Right. And just mantra that over and over again. And then I was also thinking not to get too heady, but kind of to be heady, is a lot of sometimes the things we want are material, but what we need is going to grow us Soulfully and spiritually. So, like, we don't even see it. It's like we want something material, and God votes no so that we can grow spiritually because that's what we need. This life isn't about material possessions because we don't get to take those with us when we go. It's about progressing, like, our soul and our spirit.
1: So, well, and everything, when you do that, everything you need comes to you. It's really quite weird. I know we're not going to go hungry, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm doing the next right thing. I'm still doing the work. I'm still taking the action. I don't know what it's going to look like, whatever, right? But I know that we will be taken care of because I actually have faith that God, higher power. I mean, it just it, it's almost like I'm a different person. Human, but it's been a lot of work of working on th- this codependent stuff. Is no joke no. for me, and and I have to practice it, and I have to set boundaries, and I have to write about it, and I have to call people about it, and it, it's 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 hard work.
0: But you know, one of the probably from what I see from the outside watching you, I think one of the greatest lessons that you've gleaned from all of this is that you've been forced to ask for help. Oh. Because none of us like to ask for help. I mean, you know, it... it pulls up all that pride and all you know, all that stuff that we hold so tightly on because we feel like that's our identity when it really isn't, but we use it as like our armor.
2: Well, and the other cool thing is because you have always been so selfless and your service comes from a good spot, sometimes you don't even have to ask. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes we just threw you the help, whatever it was, in whatever way, you know, whether it was a phone call or yeah. at the right time or mm-hmm. whatever. Cause you have given so much that The spirit of the universe is. Yeah, that's that's, an example. You don't even need to ask because it's like.
1: Absolutely. Coming back to you all Yeah, it's all... it's We're we're so lucky, you know, that makes me think of um, Laura McCowan. Yeah, we are the luckiest. About we are the luckiest. And we're we so are. lucky that we became alcoholics. We really are. Because I would not have gotten this education. Mm-hmm. And, and what's so cool about it are the steps. Because that's a practical way to change your life quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a quick answer where we don't have to stay in that self-pity. And that being accountable to each other and having these meetings to go to forces us to, or allows us to make that change in a quicker period of time.
0: And it's very structured. And if you have questions, there's references to answer those questions. And not just, the, there's the book references, there's your sponsor reference, there's a the group spot. I mean, there's so many places to go when you're in that confused spot. I mean, it's, it can be completely fail-safe. Completely. If we let it. If you let it. Let you got to surrender.
1: Faith without works. I mean, we have to mm-hmm. do the work and we have to... It, it's like, it's so... I remember at the beginning, I was like, well, this doesn't even make sense. They're saying I have to do all this work, but then they're saying I have to just let go of the driving <laughs> wheel and trust God. Like, how does that even happen? Jesus, take the wheel. How do you do wheel. that with work? How do you, you know? Oh, my goodness. It's so confusing, it but is. it's just... It works if you work
0: it. It works if you work it. And it is um, an ongoing thing. You don't just do it the first year the first two years, and then you're set for life. You don't have that like, okay, I'm cured. I'm done. It's never that. But I was reading a a quote about happiness because we all think that that's our our big – the big goal, the pie in the sky is happiness. But actually, happiness is a byproduct. Growth and um, service are – to human, um, I think it's it's almost it is a a need to fulfill, is to keep growing and to serve other people. That's where you find the happiness and happiness is that byproduct.
1: and when I watch you, Bree, I was watching you, I was stalking you at the meeting yesterday, you know how we yeah. switched tables and when you were talking, and watching you serve people is such a beautiful thing because you were so giving like like I could almost see you giving away the love that you've been given to these people I've like tears in my eyes to these people that you were doing I mean it was just it's really really, really? yeah what yeah. did I do you were just sharing you your were just strength and hope. You were being brie. yeah it was really cool that's awesome
0: we are lucky, lucky, lucky. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting over I know. <laughs> well, I have a golden nugget. Okay, I, what I have is a couple it? of good golden nuggets. Um, the first one was Bree's definitions about selfish and self-seeking. I love that, and I'm going to hold on to that one because it's, it's um, good reminders for me, and it's also good to kind of – Help me suss out my ulterior motives that I often have that I am not honest about. And then um, Vicky was talking about taking myself out of something and listening to God's vent- gentle voice. I almost said vental Joyce. Uh, <laughs> God's gentle voice. I love that. It's because it's so so true. And then another one is um, growing soulfully and spiritually. I love that.
1: Well, and you had a lot of good ones. I didn't write anything down. I was too busy talking. Well, mine. It's. Uh,
2: do you guys ever feel awkward when your golden nugget is your own nugget? Like, no. do, oh, no. okay. <laughs> um, so, some. I mean, I figure stuff out. So, yeah. I guess mine was that we don't always get what we want, which is sometimes material things, but we get what we need, which grows our soul spirit, like on a soul level. So that's why we get sometimes hardships. And mm-hmm. the at the end of the day, we could still be getting what we want. It just looks different than how we thought it was going to get delivered to us. But the byproduct was the same. Like,
1: yeah, I don't know. That's... That's that was my golden Nugget, yeah, it's good. mine is just the service to others, right? Mm-hmm. It's just being reminded that if we if we serve others, if we get out of ourselves, it's just so much easier to do the next right thing. I mean, hell, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: uh Spike Lee, do the right thing, I guess, yeah, I'm gonna drop the mic. All
1: right. Anything else?
0: Figuratively, not literally.
1: Yeah. We we, we bought these. Don't don't ruin the mics. No.
0: We will not be breaking mics in this program. There are no
1: mic breaking.
0: (laughs) All right. Everybody have a fantastic week. Uh, Unfortunately, we are going to take a break for a week because we had a bunch of scheduling conflicts and life stuff happening. So uh, you get a week free.
2: Yeah, so you don't always get what you want, but you get what you need. So just, without not sure what three. you need without us, but <laughs> you're going to get it. <laughs> Tribe out. Tribe out. Tribe out. Thanks for listening to another episode of Telling on Ourselves. Please rate, review, share, subscribe, download our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you want more Telling on Ourselves, please find us and follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook at Telling on Ourselves. Tribe out.